Hi, I'm Mark, and welcome to Makers and Shakers of Chinese History. The poet Li Qing Zhao is often described as the most talented woman in ancient China, and is still one of the best-known female writers in China to this day. She lived in East China's Shandong province during the Song Dynasty some 1,000 years ago and excelled at traditional Chinese painting, calligraphy and most notably poetry writing. Today let's take a closer look at the life of this legendary poet in ancient China. Li Qingzhao's literary status has not only won global recognition but she has an interplanetary claim to fame thanks to two impact craters, one on Venus and the other on Mercury, named after her. To learn why she deserved such an honour, let's open our fact box. We'll start by answering three questions. How did she become famous during the Song Dynasty? What distinguishes her from other talented women? What have later generations thought of her? The Song Dynasty, the era during which Li lived, was known for its cultural awareness and prosperity. A wide variety of people became good at composing prose, ranging from the emperor and senior officials to ordinary folk, including nuns and prostitutes. In terms of general popularity, poetry at that time could be likened to the modern-day enjoyment of karaoke. Compared to later dynasties, such as the Ming and Qing, women during the Song dynasty had greater freedom and presence. For example, they could join various types of economic and social activities. They were able to go on outings and organize parties, during which poetry composition was an integral part. Women, particularly prostitutes, had great motivation to hone their poetry skills. When empowered with a strong capability to compose poems, famous prostitutes could increase their attractiveness. For a lady like our heroine, who was born into an elegant literary household, poetry and prose composition were common activities that formed part of the family's recreation. In addition, some people believe that the greatest poets are usually born into turbulent times with fast social changes, which served as sources of inspiration for poets. Hence, the number of female poets during the Song Dynasty is unprecedentedly high. Collections of Song Tzu, poetry from the Song Dynasty, contain poems from more than 90 female poets, which amounts to a tenth of all the known poets at that time. Li Qingzhao was also a witness to the fall of the capital city following the invasion of enemies from the north. After seeing many of her fellow citizens, including the weak emperor and other royals, choose to escape rather than fight against the invaders, the female patriot was saddened to compose the poem Summer Quatrain. Born as an outstanding soul, even die as a hero among spirits. I've often pondered Xiang Yu when, having lost his hometown enrolled host, he'd rather die of a self-slit throat than crossing the river in a boat. 
Widely regarded as one of her most famous poems to survive across the generations, today it's even included in primary school textbooks. So what distinguishes Li Qingzhou from other talented women of her times? Critics believe that, as strong-minded as she was, she would have gained much wider recognition if she'd been a man. Sadly, the struggle against masculinity wasn't confined to her career as a literary figure. Her personal life was also filled with struggles that included domestic violence. Li Qingzhao's first marriage to Zhao Mingcheng was quite a joyful experience. The couple shared the same interest in reading and collecting books. Both possessed good memories. They enjoyed a tea break together each day, during which they would compete in composing poems. Li is recognized as the founder of the school of euphemism, with many of her poems dedicated to her husband, whom she missed terribly when he lived in another city to pursue a career in politics. Before they were married, Mr. Zhao had shown deep admiration for Li's poetic talent and was eager to meet her. They fell in love during their first meeting. After they were apart, Li sent a poem to her husband entitled Tipsy in the She of Flowers that features the line I would show a thinner face than yellow flower which expresses just how much she missed him. Let's hear the poem in full. Thin is the mist and thick the clouds so sadly I stay from golden censer incense smokes all day. The double ninth festival comes now again. Alone I still remain behind the curtain of gauze on pillow smooth like jade, feeling the midnight chill. At dusk I drink before chrysanthemums in bloom. My sleeves are filled with fragrance and with gloom. Say not my soul is not consumed, should western wind uproll the curtain of my bower, I would show a thinner face than yellow flower. Together with her husband, Zhao Ming Chang, they were a couple of antique collectors who were interested in collecting bronze wares and headstones engraved with prose and poems. Li is best known for her poems, which are divided into two contrasting styles. One reflects her happy life as a married woman, and the other her grief as a widow. Before Zhao's death, her poems were mainly about a carefree and happy life. The keynote turned into a tragic refrain after Zhao died. Li lost both her parents and husband during the invasion of northern enemies. Lingering in pain, the forlorn widow felt burdened with her obligation to protect the family treasure, which included a lot of antiques and ancient books left by her deceased husband. According to ancient traditions, husbands had a duty to marry again if they became a widower, but there was no text that forced a widow to do the same. Because of this rule, Li Qingzhao would go on to become the first woman in ancient China to win a divorce settlement. Her second marriage was to a low-ranking military official named Jiang Ruzhou, and the marriage was seen as a way for Li to protect her family treasure. Unfortunately, her new husband was physically abusive. 
In ancient China, most women chose to stay silent and tolerated domestic violence. But Li had an attitude that was ahead of its time. She sued for divorce. According to the laws of the Song Dynasty, a wife could not lodge a divorce lawsuit. A divorce was only possible when the husband wanted to divorce, or both parties reached a consensus. Li soon thought of a way out. She bravely disclosed that Zhang had entered his official position by offering fake resumes. Zhang got two years of imprisonment. Li was also put in detention on the legal basis that the wife would be imprisoned if she instituted legal proceedings against her husband. However, she took advantage of an additional clause that stipulated lenience could be levied only when the wife had suffered from brutal physical abuse. Li was soon freed and returned to a peaceful life after having become entangled in the more than 100 days of marriage. She became a divorcee. Consider the double standards in the male-dominated ancient Chinese society and picture how difficult it was for a woman to not only report her husband's misconduct but also sue for a divorce. Can you imagine the strength of her character? How did people of her era and later generations think of Li Qingzhao, who was endowed with such remarkable talent? Li became a controversial figure because of her divorce. Her father, grandfather and first husband had all been high-ranking officials and the divorce prohibition mainly targeted women, like Li, who had a certain social status. Her family background made it even harder for her to remarry and get divorced. Added to which, she lived under a conservative social climate that held widows back from a second marriage. All these factors put the talented poet under a lot of pressure and she faced a great deal of criticism. However, hardships in life, including sadness from the ruin of her motherland, the loss of her antique collection, as well as her tragic second marriage, drove her to the pinnacle of her art. The poem Forlorn was composed following her traumatic experience. So dim, so dark, so dense, so dull, so damp, so dank, so dead. The weather, now warm, now cold, makes it harder than ever to forget. How can a few cups of thin wine bring warmth against the chilly winds of sunset? I recognize the geese flying overhead. My old friends bring not the old memories back. Let fallen flowers lie where they fall. To what purpose and for whom should I decorate? By the window shut, guarding it alone. To see the sky has turned so black and the drizzle on the kola nut, kola nut, keeps on droning, pitter-pat, pitter-pat. Is this the kind of mood and moment to be expressed by one word? Sad. Scholars of later generations, however, couldn't tolerate a woman so talented, tainted by divorce, to rise as a new idol. They pooled their efforts together to whitewash Lee's history. 
This included a story started during the Ming dynasty that refuted Li having ever remarried. The Ming scholars said that her second marriage was purely a rumour, started by those who envied Li and her husband Zhao's talents in poetry and therefore wanted to tarnish their reputations. Some scholars even jumped to the conclusion that a woman as classy as Li Qing Zhao would never be willing to marry a poorly educated military official with inferior tastes. As time went by, Li's fame as a poet gained much wider recognition, and her poems have continued to influence one generation after the next. What do you think of the legendary Chinese poet, and what else would you like to know about her? That's all for this episode of Makers and Shakers of Chinese History. Special thanks to Sanlian Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. I'm Mark. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe via wherever you tune in. See you next time. Thank you.